So yeah, then that's yeah, very helpful that's nice. for your bunkers with when you're you know under a constant attack or, or you know wave attacks where they're just coming in pretty quick and you maybe don't have enough um, little SUVs running around to to get everybody. The fire suppressant's really neat. I I really like that. I like those the flame cannons because. Well, I have I have SCVs running around. I hope you don't have SUVs running around. Well, I like to put my SCVs into my SUVs, <laughs> and then that way rifles. they get from place to place real quick, and they are armed with snapper snapple rifles. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the SUVs they have those TVs in them, and so what they're doing is they're watching The Bachelor while they're doing all of this. Welcome to the H2MMO Podcast. Video game reviews and more for the discerning video gamer. Hey everybody and welcome to the H2MMO Podcast. I am your host, Mike B. Uh, H2MMO.com, of course, is where we have video game reviews, MMO news, and more. Today is August 15th, Sunday, August 15th. And it has been a long time since we have done a podcast. Let's see. Joining us, as always, is our co-host, Brandon Y. Hello, everyone. And uh, a special guest, um, my brother, Matt. How are you doing, everybody? Hey. Okay. So, um, gosh, it's been such a long time since we've done a podcast. I feel I feel like it's been forever. Um, we actually weren't supposed to do one today. Brett is um, missing in action. And we can't find him. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the Zerg have absconded with him. <laughs> Again? Maybe. It's quite possible. Um, what, what have you guys been up to lately in the world of video gamery? Well, like most people myself, I have been addicted to StarCraft 2. Yes, I have seen on the battle nets and the, what's that thing Blizzard's got now? That real ID thing or whatever? Oh yes. I can't even get rid of you in, in WoW. With the other, <laughs> when I, when I log in to join the other three people that are playing WoW, like I see 40 billion people in, in StarCraft. Yes, yes, I actually watch where you travel through in WoW. I can see your realm and everything just like that. Oh yeah, That's because we're real ID friends. Yes we are, so I can see you everywhere. Nah. <laughs> so yeah, you, the real ID is really interesting. Uh, when, when did they, when did they implement that? Um, we talked about it in the last podcast, so I'm assuming that it was last month at some point was when they put it into the World of Warcraft, and we played with it a little bit in our guild, and we thought it was kind of neat, but we didn't have any idea what was going to happen when they put it into StarCraft. And now that they have... Yeah, it, it's it's quite nice because you're playing another Blizzard game, and you can see your friends like, oh, here's a... Someone from a while I talked to her, here's someone else I know. You can chat with them in between games while you're playing different games. I mean, it's pretty nice and really neat. Well, yeah, you get the whispers and stuff like that. There was, uh, we're just, we're getting all out of, okay, look, StarCraft 2 is the 800-pound gorilla in the room. <laughs> it came out on the 7th of July, I believe, right? I believe so, yes. Or no, was it the 27th? I kept saying the 7th. The 27th. 27th. The 27th. It, yeah. it was delayed. Published it on the 27th. Everybody and their mother bought copies. I've already got the, my review up on uh, h2mmo.com. You can see that up there, the StarCraft review. I believe the game sold 
about 1.5 million copies in its first two, maybe two to three days. It was insanely fast how this thing sold. Um, so everybody and their mother is, is playing StarCraft right now. But I do have to admit, Blizzard did really well with their shipping on this game. I did not see or hear of any back orders of the game. You're right. Pe- people got it, and they had extras to sell for people who didn't order it on the spot. Wow. You, yeah, you're absolutely right. I didn't hear any shortages at, at all, and there's no been no outages of the servers either. No, no outages, but I have seen some issues with the servers. You know, some some lag in the servers. Mm-hmm. But nothing too bad. Nothing's actually taken me down and kicked us out. Well, here's what I heard, and and Matt, you actually brought this up that you had read somewhere on the interwebs that StarCraft was such a new game and it had such uh, hot graphics that it was overheating older video cards. Yeah. And I did a little bit of research, and there was this the two lines of code that you put into the variables file, and that was supposed to fix it. I guess that was for the beta. I did that because I ran into this problem. Like, one time I left it on one of those screens... And I don't know if this was my video card overheating or what, because I've got a, a like a very new computer, and it was just black when I came back. It was just the screen was blank, and I don't know if that was the computer going into sleep mode and just taking a long time to to crank back up because of the game or whatever. But I just rebooted the computer. I never had a problem with it after that, and I had been gone away from the computer for a while. Um, but it didn't it didn't melt my my uh, video card or anything, but I, I put those two lines of code in because I panicked, and then um, I couldn't log on to the servers, and apparently if you mess with any of the code in this game or whatever, in, in this game, it will not let you onto the servers. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I changed the variables file, which basically tells the... the, the your variables files, for, for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm sure a lot of gamers do know what it is, it's the one that records all of your sound settings and your video settings and how big your screen is and stuff like that. And when you go in and you make a change, to say you get a new monitor, you go in and you make a change to the screen resolution, it's recorded in the variables file. So putting this little bit of code in, into the variables file was supposed to stop this overheating thing, and it was only about frame rates. It didn't have any to, didn't have anything else to do with anything. It was just a frame rate cap of, of 60, and it, they wouldn't let me on. It was like service unavailable, service unavailable. And I was like, what the hell? And uh, I went and looked, and the servers were up, and then I took those two lines of code out, and I got right back on the server. So it, if you do anything to that game, it's not going to let you on. Wow. Well, I, I think now, that's rather good to uh, keep people from you know messing with their files. and From hacking it. Yeah. So, well, like, I mean, it, it's a game. So. I don't know what you're saying. Are you saying that people would hack other game files, like World of Warcraft, or yeah. <laughs> Diablo it's, 2, or the or original Starcraft? Yeah, the original. Oh my god, the people were so bad in that. Yeah, I know, you start every game with, you know, units and buildings and extra mineral wealth and this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, 10, blah. 10,000 minerals and gas. Mm-hmm. Or invulnerable ships, yeah. 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 Well, I, I don't think they're going to have that problem this time around because, man, if you even, like, if you go into that file and you just put, like, a carriage return in the letter X and you save it and close it, you're not getting on. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, they're not messing around. I mean, they've obviously they've learned.
Now, I do have to say, I, I have seen the problem with it overheating my uh, graphics card and shutting down my computer. Ooh! What kind of graphics card do you have? Now, I have a... I have the lowest requirement for the graphics cards ah. on, the, on the computer that I'm using. Mm-hmm. So, if I let my computer sit there without proper ventilation... And that's a laptop, computer, right? It's a laptop. Okay. My computer will overheat, and the internal temperature gauge will shut off my computer. Wow. Now, I've got around that. I just take a hurricane fan and slap it up underneath it and set the computer on top of it, and hey, that works. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. A hurricane fan? Oh, yeah. I've got a, I've got a hurricane fan that I use whenever I play something. Whenever I do something that's really graphics-intensive, especially in my code. Since, yes, people, I do write code, and I do a lot of graphics-intensive web apps and things like that. Yeah, but not in your variables file in StarCraft, buddy. Correct. <laughs> so, I've had issues with my laptop before handling graphics, especially Silverlight stuff, so... Mm-hmm. I've been trying to get a new one from work, but to get around it, I put hurricane fans onto my computer and blasted into the, uh, onto the motherboard and onto the graphics card to cool it down. Wow. Hey, it works fine. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It works really well, actually. Well, I, well, I used to, my old computer, I used to pop the, the side open and I had, um, I've said, matter of fact, it's still sitting right here. I have a, I have a little four inch hurricane fan. It's only four inches across. And it was blowing in there on my video card. But since I've had the new computer, I haven't had a problem with it. So I'm very fortunate I caught it on sale. So, <laughs> uh, Well, let's let's talk about StarCraft since that's what we're already doing anyway. Um, and that's the only thing that anybody's been playing. Um, Pretty much. <laughs> the campaign The campaign starts out, you're on um, Marsara, I believe. You start out in a bar with um, Jim Rayner's there. And uh, he's watching the a TV plays a big part in the campaign. Oh yes. Um, every time you before you start a mission, there's like a television broadcast, like a, from the news UNN, I believe is what it's called. It is UNN. And so they start out with a newscast that gives you some kind of of, of goings on in the world with the you know the humans, the Protoss, the Zerg. Rainer kind of reacts to that. That spawns your mission, and then when you come back, then there's another newscast that sets you or that recaps kind of what you did and then sets you up for the next thing so the tv like always click on the tv there's an achievement for it <laughs> yes there is but so that's that and then like what's the very first mission i don't do we remember the first mission yes the very first mission is you're actually going to liberate a colony that's being oppressed by the dominion dominion forces right arcturus manx uh and the and the dominion they come back, Rainer comes back, Sarah Kerrigan as the Queen of Blades comes back, uh, Zeratul, he's in there somewhere, I'm not going to say where. Oh yeah. Um, although if there's anybody in the world that hasn't played the campaign by now, or finished it, I, I don't know, like everybody, I, I just, you know, a million five copies in the first two, three days, hello. So those guys came back and then they've got some new guys coming in. Um, but anyway, back to that first mission. Well, what are you going to talk about? I mean, the first mission, you're basically you're Jim Raynard, and you've got five Marines or six Marines that are following you through the um, through the map as you're going through this town. Right, and that's all you have is Marines, right? That's all you have is Marines through this one. It's it's quite simple. You get in the upper left hand corner, you get your actual mission objectives, then they give you your bonus objectives that you can get. 
Well, well, okay, let's... The bonus objectives... Now, almost every mission has some kind of bonus objective that gives you some kind of reward. The the campaign is it's way more robust this time. Instead of just, you know, go attack this world and then you launch into the RTS, you, you start the campaign off in the bar on Marsara. Then you go to his ship. Yep. Uh, and then you go to... Um, planet think, side. Uh, yeah, planet, let's just call it planet side. I'm not going to say what planet <laughs> I was about to. Thank you very much, Brandon, for saving that one. Um, blocked at the net. Uh, the, and, and this interface allows you to talk with the other characters in the story. It allows you, especially when you're on his ship, it oh, allows yes. you to, you can go to the cantina, which is the bar. You can go to the bridge, which is the mission control. And you can go to, uh, the research lab and, and the, the armory. armory. Oh, yes. Well, talk, talk, tell us a little bit about the, the research lab and the armory. All right. So one of the neat things is that as you do your missions, and this one, you're actually doing almost like a mercenary mission. So you get paid in credits for completing your missions and doing extra, the extra items that they want you to do. You get either extra credits or you can get Zerg or Protoss research. Now, in the laboratory, you use the research together to pick special units from two tech trees. One for the Protoss, one for the Zerg. That you, after a while, you collect enough research, you start being able to purchase Items that you get, say for Zerg, you get regenerating ship units, or for Protoss, you get self-sustaining, uh, self-sustaining factories. So instead of you having to have SCVs mine it, it mines it itself. So I mean, there's a whole lot of things that you can pick from. You can either pick from one of two items at a time. You can't, and you can only have them on one. You can't pick both items in the same t- uh, tier. Right. There's two. There's two paths. So you have the Zerg Protoss, uh, the, the Zerg research, the Protoss research, and inside each one of those are, are two tracks that run up. And yep. it goes from, I think, zero to 25, and then every five you get a bonus or something. Correct. And, and you can't, you can't pick both of them on the same level. So you can go up one side, up the other side, or you can zigzag, I think, which is what I did. Yeah, that's um, close to what I did. You can zigzag, and then you can pick which kind of bonuses you want. And these bonuses stay with you throughout the, the, the game. campaign. Yeah. That, that adds a lot of variation to it as well, depending on how you go up the tech trees. Um, you know, you won't have the same campaign in a row. Yeah, two times in a row. Yeah, but it, there was some stuff that I picked that I was wondering, like, well, just, you know, what would the other side kind of be like? Yes. And so I'm going to have to play it again at some point just to see. Yeah, and, and what I like about this is it gives you the feel of, ooh, they're not in this. They're not in the first release, but maybe in the second release, or hopefully, definitely in the third release. Yeah, you get to, you'll be able to purchase all these and get all these extra upgrades and new units and. Yeah, I, the some of the stuff that they have, like the ability for units to 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 heal themselves for the Terrans, because the yes. Terrans don't have that. No, you know, or or some of the um, what was the thing that I got at the end um. There's a, a device that affects Zerg. And, oh yes, I played with that thing too. In one of a couple of ways, there, there's actually two devices. So yes, um, I got. Uh, well, we might as well. This is research. We might as well. Just, you can read it. You can see it in the game. So I got the one that that slowed the Zerg down. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, Siamenters. Remember, remember, Matt. Remember when we were playing that and I, uh, the the last mission in the game and all these zerg are just they're just flying at you like every couple of seconds and just tons and tons and tons of them and you have those 
that device out and it slows them down, which of course gives your bunkers time, your bunkers and your tanks time to just chew them up. Because they're come, they fly, you know how fast the Zergs go, and they're flying at your bunkers or whatever, and as soon as they hit that radius, they just slow down to a crawl. Yeah, that means your your Marines just chew them up at that point, especially if you got the those uh, fire cannons. Oh, the fire turrets! I love these oh, fire turrets. How yes. come they don't have that in a multiplayer? Exactly, that's one of the ones I want them to add into the multiplayer. Like, hello. See, they I got, got the fi- the fire turrets, but I also got the fire suppressant system for my buildings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was taking a drink. Yeah, I I did too. Um, those are neat. <laughs> that's one of the best things I saw. It. Because one of the worst things with Terrans is that once you're on fire, you burn and you fire Either will kill you. Either you repair or you're a sinking ship. Yes. Yeah. But these fire suppressant systems will come in, douse your fire, and repair you to 50% life. So, yeah. And that's yeah, very helpful that's nice. for your bunkers with when you're, you know, under a constant attack or, you know, wave attacks where they're just coming in pretty quick and you maybe don't have enough um, little SUVs running around to, to get everybody. The fire suppressant's really neat. I, I really like that. I like those, the flame cannons, because... Well, I have I have SCVs running around. I hope you don't have SUVs running around. Well, I like to put my SCVs into my SUVs, <laughs> and then that way they get from place to place real quick, and they are armed with snapper, snapple rifles. Um, <laughs> and a lot of the SUVs, they have those TVs in them, and so what they're doing is they're watching The Bachelor while they're doing all of this. Well, they're sitting there saying, in the rear with the gear? Yeah. <laughs> they say the damnedest things, too. You were saying that you got the psi emitter that slows them down. Right. I had the other psi emitter. Okay, yeah, tell us how that works, because I never did get to see that in action. I gained the mind control. This is a nice little tool that Terrence create. You put them up over different points, they have a, a big radius where they can actually take control of a Zerg unit. He becomes yours permanently. So, same stage that you were playing on. I had right. those out all over my base. I just started taking over Ultralis. Oh, yeah. I had Ultralis after Ultralis I just took over, and they just ran back through the bases, destroying the Zerg bases. Nice. <laughs> well, you know what? I tried that. I took um, a group of units out, because I think on that map you're kind of towards the bottom, and I, I swung a group of units out way to the east, to the right. Yep. Um, plowed through a base, raised it, destroyed it. Because, of course, I play on casual because I'm just a wuss. But, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that hard for me to do, but I just obliterated that base and left a couple of dudes there, and it doesn't matter on that, on that, in that mission. Oh, excuse me. Those guys, that was my BLT trying to come back up. The, uh, <laughs> those guys just keep coming off the edge of the screen. So it doesn't yes. matter what you do. Like it's just you can go raise all those bases. It's not. And that, it might make it easier, but it, it's not going to stop what's going to happen. So now I played it on normal, then I played it on hard. Yeah, I've seen you in there a lot, so I assumed you were climbing the difficulty ladders. How 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 is it? How's the difference jumping from like normal to hard? Or oh, it, it's quite a bit different. Talking about the first map, the first stage. You start with those limited number of Marines. It took me a few times to get back through that map. I had to slow down, or I had to figure out when to slow down and just charge one unit at a time, try to pick them off and pull them back, mm-hmm. or when to rush in and attack from two different angles and do a pincer move to fight through the maps. Wow. So yeah. you, you have to slow down and think a little bit harder on these maps. Hmm. 
Yeah, well, because it, it's the same map. I mean, the mission doesn't change, right? It's just the level, the order of difficulty. Correct. The units are harder. They hit you harder. You're weaker. Hmm. Uh, I'm gonna have to get back in and play some of the campaign, like with all that extra free time that I have. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> all right. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about um, about multiplayer. The multiplayer now that they've included, there's no land play. That's the big shocker. Correct. There's, there's no land anymore. Absolutely no land play. I think the entire nation of South Korea took a collective dump when they loaded it up and went to go play multiplayer because I'm sure they just skipped the campaign. And there was no, there's, there are no land options. No more land parties. So we don't know if they're going to address this going forward in one of the expansions. We don't know how this is going to affect the, the professional leagues that they have in South Korea because they actually have professional leagues and they get together in these big i don't know auditoriums or whatever and they land their they network their computers up and they played starcraft and now that they've got starcraft 2 and they can't do that like how is that going to affect the, i mean it's like the nfl it's not maybe not as big but it, it not quite as big but how are they gonna what what are they gonna do now oh no i you know what i've got a korean guy at work um who was uh one of the um, the translators at work, and I've got some other Korean friends. Maybe I should reach out to them and uh, and see what they have to say. So <laughs> it, it would be interesting. So well, let's talk about what we currently do have for the multiplayer, though. Okay. So what you can do now, is, which is really nice, you have leagues you can basically you can get into. They're included. 1v1. Yes. The, now yep. you've you've played the leagues, right? Yes, I have. Because I haven't. Because I just, I don't think I'm good enough. I don't feel like I'm good enough because I'm a very casual RTS player. So here's what we have. You have league play, then you have regular custom map, custom play. League play, you know, you have 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, and 4v4 that you can go up against. So it's you against four other people or two other people, whatever. But what you do is that as you fight through the initial set with your team, you mm. get put into a placement, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, the higher the metal quality, the better the placement you are. Mm-hmm. And as you fight through, you can you know you can level yourself up through the different leagues. So that's how it is with the league battle. Now most this, of the league is games this co-op or is this just free for all? No, these are co-op games. You know, one v one, it's just you against some other person. Two v two is you and a friend versus two other people. Okay. Now the league games aren't like the other one. StarCraft 1, where you had a rush timer limit, oh no. It's straight up rush. They're going to rush you, they're going to tech up and build out as fast as possible to come over there with what they can to destroy you. Mm -hmm. That brings me to the Protoss Void Rays. Those things are so overpowered, it's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Now they're a new unit, right? They're a new unit. They start out pretty weak. I mean, they they have a focusing crystal where they channel power through. You know, they're attacking your, your building, but at a certain point, that sh- that little beam they're shooting out amplifies, and it stays that way unless they are out of battle for I don't know. I think it's only like five seconds, but it's so powerful. I thought it was it was on the same target. No, it they can change targets. It will hold its power. Wow! And just eat through your units. They look like. Now I don't. I'll, sometimes on this podcast we're supposed to talk about video games. That's our, that's what that's what we're supposed to do. But sometimes we degenerate into television. Babylon Five. You remember that ship 
Yes. The the Minbari ship at the end that they built that had um who were the the Vorlons? I believe so. Yes. And they had that technology and they had a big laser like that. Yep. That the void race really reminds me of that. I mean the the ship doesn't look exactly the same. The White Star, I think was what it was called. But it's very reminiscent of that. And it reminds me of that when I see it. Like every time I I see that I think, Oh Minbari. Like, I mean, they're Protoss, but, I mean, still, they could be Protoss-Minbari hybrids, maybe? I don't know if those pieces fit together, but... um, <laughs> So, it really reminds me of that, but those Void Rays are... I'm still a carrier monkey. I, I haven't learned. I, like I said, I'm a casual RTS player, but... Well, let's talk about that carrier, then. The carriers are quite a bit different. How? In the last one, you had the individual... Uh, little flightiness that came off your carriers. Right. Okay. Well, the carriers themselves are much weaker now. It used okay. to be the carry, the carrier was your weapon of choice to go through and just level someone. Right. I, yeah, I remember a friend of mine doing that back in the days. Well, Matt, you remember. Um, yeah, I would do that quite a bit. We would play the, 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 we played a mud for a long time, the same mud, based on the Discworld novels, and we had a friend in there, Tim Tam. Oh yeah, remember Tim Tam? I used to play StarCraft One with Tim Tam, and and I would be getting my forces up, and he would just have twelve carriers and come blast me. Well, <laughs> now now you can drop a Protoss carrier like it's nothing. Really? Oh yeah, I can go through and eat out a Protoss carrier with just a couple of Val- uh, Valkyries from the Terran units. Hmm. Well, because they still have the little fly guys, the little yep ships that they send out. Well, it used um, to be that after your carrier was destroyed, the fly guys would stay around for a little bit. Right. They don't do that anymore. Once the carrier's gone, all the units that are attached to it are gone. Now, well, okay. Well, that's, hmm, I didn't realize that. Let's talk about um, one of my favorite Protoss aerial units, the mothership. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I love that thing. It's a brand new unit. It looks like a big triangle with like a big glowy orb in the center of it. And you, you spawn that out of your base after you have a flight beacon, and it stealths all of the units, all of your units, whether they're ground or air, stealths all of the units around you. One crazy power, it can just kind of teleport people, but it doesn't teleport location, it just pulls them out of the line of fire, right? Hello? Are you, are you talking about the... The mothership. Where'd you go? I, I, no, I was sitting here thinking of the power. I know, I know of the vortex. <laughs> The, the vortex is the other power that it has is that it, it, if you have an army opposing you in front of you and you, you have the mothership, you lay down the vortex, the vortex just sucks them into this black hole for, I don't know, 10 seconds, 15 seconds. And it doesn't kill those units. They're, they just can't fight. So basically it halves whatever army you just ran across, uh, which allows you to tear down half of their army. The other guys come out, they're like, Where the, where's the other half of our army? And you're like, here, let me show you, and then you wipe them out too. Yes. So no, I, no. Di- I didn't see the other power about the uh, the little teleport, no. It I mean, does. Go ahead, well, Matt. How, how, how have you uh, guys tried playing the Zerg in any of the coastal maps? Because I swear to God, when I, I came over and I tried to play the, the Zerg, and it was just so slow to me building up the units on the Zerg. I can't I mean, do it. I got I got my ass handed to me so many times in a row trying to build up the Zerg that it I don't know. It just seems like it. They're so slow on the uptake. They are. You have. There's a specific build order you have to get into. 
to get the Zerg going. Do you know it off the top of your head? Um, I know my build order. Get up to a up to your eleven drones building. Once you hit number eleven, pull the pull them off. Go build your your spawning pole. Immediately after that, go build your creep your uh, your roach colony. As those are building, build out a new replace the two that you just used. Pull in a new overlord. By the time you get that done, you'll have both the zerglings and your roaches out. Start pushing out your roaches. You should also at that time have enough to get a queen out. Right, I was about to say, you're missing the queen. Because the queen, the only way that I've seen to increase your build order is with the queen. Correct. So as you're building the subunits, you build your, you have your, your queen going. Once you get her out, you can add four more to your three little worms <laughs> that you build up from. Well, she now she, the, the, she's like the Zerg equivalent of a stripper or, or a pole dancer because basically what she does is she has a power that gets the hive excited, and it, it kind of makes more larvae, right? Yeah. Not only that, she also is the only way to expand your creep. Ah, uh, yeah, the freaking mucus plug looking thingy. Ugh, oh, that's gross. Yeah, she goes over, takes a giant dump on the ground, and hey, look, there's more creep. Well, no, but don't the overlords do something where they puke creep? It's only temporarily. These things are your permanent creep expanders. Oh, it's a temporary. It's temporary. You do that so your units move faster. Yes, your zerglings. When they're any of your zerg units on creep, move and attack faster. So you can do that. You can also go take over areas and prevent the other groups from building on that area because your creep's in the way. Right. So you just put that out and hey, oh, oh I can't build anything. Oh, you were going to say something, Matt. Um. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Must so, be hell getting old. I'm telling you. So, wait, he's the, well, he's one of the young. Wait, is he younger than you? No, he's older than you. That's that's older than me. Oh, okay. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> but uh, but with the Zerg, yes, it's they're hard. They are hard yeah, to play. It's quite difficult. Because yeah, one of the things you have to do is with any of these games, even when you're playing the computer. You have to barricade your ramp. So you got to get a queen out fast. you got to get your units so you can build up to army. What does the queen do to barricade well, you, a ramp? You need the queen so you can put down the little creep expand to, to get to the ramp. Expansion so you can get your creep up to the ramp so you can build things on the ramp. Right. So you can block up the ramp. Right. It, just, it, it seems like their base defensive units, like when, the uh, the... The long arms. The oh, the tongue. Spike. Yeah, yep. Um, they're they're just they're weak because I've had Terrans come through and just rip through them. You know, yes. not even using fire units. They well, they just rip through them. They're using a new okay the the new Terran rush. Let let's let's talk about rushes for a minute. Back in the day, when you rushed in StarCraft One, the initial there's a there's two rushes really. There's an initial rush to. To, all you're doing is, is, is harassing your opponent. You want to hurt something, anything. And so for the Zerg, it was 12 Zerglings. So you send 12 Zerglings at their base, you do some damage if you can, harass them, set them back. Uh, for the Protoss, I believe, wasn't it 12 Zealots? And I then, believe so, yeah. And then for the Terrans, it was 12 Marines, I think. Those were your rush orders if you wanted to go put together a little force early in the game and harass the living crap out of somebody. That has completely changed. One, you could only select 12 units before, right? Correct. Yeah. Now, 
a full screen, a full group is 24. Sorry, it's that BLT trying to come back up again. 24, I love me some BLT. Mm, mm, mm. We had BLTs for brunch. It was good. Um, <laughs> so now a full screen is 24. But that doesn't stop you from selecting more than 24 units. So nope. you can literally have an army, you know, with, I don't know how many units in, I, you know, I in usually. One, in, in one hotkey, yeah. Yeah, on one hotkey, I usually average right around 30-ish, I want to say, like between 20 and 30. So you can have all of those guys in there. So the limited rush is gone because there's no limit on the hotkey anymore. Um, whereas in StarCraft 1, you just couldn't select any more units than that. You had to hotkey two of them, and then you had to leapfrog them down the down the map, and it was a, a pain in the butt. Now you can, you now you can literally hotkey a group of ground units, put a group of air units on another hotkey. So you've got hotkey one's your ground, hotkey two's your air, um, and then hotkey three. Just because you're feeling froggy, you can select all of them. Yep. And <laughs> it gives you so much more variance in how you play the game, how you attack, and not only that, but the I totally just forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> the units are different. Um, the Terrans, and now instead of having those stupid bikes, those motors, the vultures, I hated those. Um, <laughs> in StarCraft 1, they were the most useless unit. Now you've got Marines, you've got these Marauders, right? Marauders? Oh, oh yes, Marauders. And they shoot um, grenades. And that is, now, see, this is, Mike brings it around, full circle, here he goes, we're going back to our original point, that Matt was talking about, about the Zerg bases being weaker, so watch this, it's a magic moment. The reason why you can't defend your Zerg base with just a couple of those tongues, the spiky, yeah, you know, it looks like a tongue stabbing you, early on, is because the new rush is Marauders. And when the Marauders come in, the Marauders are coming in with the grenades, and they're dropping the tongues a lot faster. So you've got. Not only that, also the there's a, an advancement to the Marauders' grenades that this, slow down your units. Right, that's true. So that also impacts you. So you're attacking slower. Yeah. So that's why. And that's the new rush. How you defend your Zerg base from that? I think I did it one time with Zerglings. But you have like, to have a lot of Zerglings. I actually yeah. used my Zerglings. Well, I had a combination of those tonguing spikes and the Zerglings. Um, and I had a couple of Hydralisks that were coming out, and that, they helped. And I think that did it. And then that gave me a little bit of time. But they came back later in the game and just wiped me out. And that I was pers- just against I the I personally computer. think they should add a couple fire units to the Zerg. Like, do you remember uh, Starship Troopers? Yeah. That, that big-ass bug that shot flame. And, like, melted people's arms and stuff. Uh, yeah, something like that. Well, they have the roaches now. The roaches are a new unit. And they are... They spit something green. That's a, It's an acid spit. I don't know what it is. It's nasty. It's the whole Zerg are nasty. <laughs> Zerg are just nasty. I do like the new Nidus Canal. I haven't played that much with it because I never get that far. The, oh, the worm. The Nidus Worms. So it used to be you have to have... One starting canal to one endpoint canal. That's not how it is anymore. All right. You can have you can have one starting canal in your base that you feed everyone into. All right. You can have multiple worms out in the out on the stage where you can feed them out of. 
you can just pick the worm and unload all your units at that, at that one worm. Oh. So you can fit them anywhere, but the worms, it's really neat now. The ground rumbles, and then they shoot up out of the ground, and... Yeah, but you still have to have an end point, don't you? Well, your start, point's at, your start point is in your base, but then the end point is where the worm comes out and their base. Oh. As yeah. long as you can see the ground, you can drop, you can pull up a worm. Oh. I didn't know you that. Remember, you remember that uh, that last mission we were talking about earlier, where all the, uh, the Zerg came running in? In waves, and they would throw out a couple of those worms. I mean, they would throw a couple of into right. the base. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I just thought that was campaign stuff. I didn't realize that was the multiplayer stuff as well. Now, that's another thing is that the unit, the units that they give you in the campaign are very different than the units that they've provided in the multiplayer for Wings of Liberty. Now, Wings of Liberty, I guess, is the base game. Yeah, it's, it's only the Terran campaign. It, right, the campaign is only the Terrans, and it's the base game, and they're supposed to come out with uh, two additional expansion packs that are going to provide the Protoss and Zerg campaigns. Yes, and hopefully some of the new units, like I was saying, like some of the units in the campaign that we saw for the Terran, i like to see the Brutalisk. That thing is hard to kill. It's a new Zerg unit. Is that the one in the campaign you had to go kill him or something? Oh, yeah, there's a couple, you had to kill him a couple times. The Omega Lisk. I don't know if you ever called oh, it's, it's, I heard somebody beeping. Somebody's microphone just went nuts. Um, that, is he the one that, oh, you were playing some kind of aerial thing and he came in and was spitting out garbage everywhere. He was the big giant air unit, right? No, no, that was, um, no, I know that's, that's one of the last stages. That's not the Omega Lisk, but I can't remember what that one was. I can't remember the name. I don't. They, they, so there was some big giant flying air unit that's way bigger. It's as big as the Protoss mothership. Oh yes, but the Omega Lisk is a giant ground unit. Mm-hmm. So you got you have your Ultra Lisk. Think of him doubled. Wow, that's your Omega Lisk. Yeah. Is that the one with like the big arms coming off the front of him? Yes, the giant pincers. Yeah, yeah. That I tried taking. I, I tried taking out an Omega Lisk. And he just ate my units. I mean, it was so massive, his sweep, that he just killed us all in like a couple hits. Wow. And that was playing the campaign? Yeah, that was in the campaign. It was one of the, uh, Protoss, one of the Protoss missions that you get to play in the campaign. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was, there is actually some, some Protoss, uh, there's a few Protoss campaigns, or missions don't t- in the don't campaign. Don't tell them when, or don't tell them why, but yes. I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just, that, they threw that in, I think, to, to mix that up. There, there isn't any Zerg. You don't ever get to play any Zerg, right? Nope. Right, but they did throw in a couple of Protoss things, just so you wouldn't get bored. Yep. So now let's talk about we've talked about you know playing online. We've also talked a little bit about playing against the AI computer, the custom games. Mm-hmm. There's something else that they've done which is really nice. With the game, they give you a map editor. Oh yeah, yeah. But okay. people have taken that even farther and created custom games. Right. These games. Are addictive as ever. They have, for those of you who don't know, if you haven't read our, our HTMMO page and read League of Legends, there actually is a game that someone created, like a League of Legends map for StarCraft. Well, all the League of Legends stuff actually started off from Warcraft 3. Yes, but how you get to buy the extra units you can use to upgrade your, your units. Right. They've created this in the game. You have you pick your hero, right? And as you go fight, you earn credits. 
you take those credits as you from either you dying or whatever. And there's a shop right there you can actually buy advancements from. Can oh, that's what you were talking about last night. Yes. Okay, because last night I was trying to play the Zerg, and I kept, and that was one, uh, that was one of the reasons why I logged off was because I got disgusted trying to play the Zerg, and I went and watched a movie instead. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, that's what you were playing. All right, so after the podcast, then let's we'll we'll play that or something. So you've got that where you, like I said, you can buy upgrades for your units. They have a couple other really neat games where again you pick your you pick either Terran or Protoss hero unit. They don't have Zerg hero units, or are you fighting Zerg? You're fighting, uh, no, in this one you're not fighting Zerg, you're fighting against another Terran and Protoss. But you have a bunch of people, I think you'd have up to ten people at a time playing in this in this map, where you go through and as you fight, again, you earn credits from killing units. Right. And you take those credits to buy other units, like your Thors, which is your biggest Terran unit. Oh my god, I was playing WoW last night, I was just goofing around on... Uh, I know I'm an alliance character. I, I just I want to see their cities. I just want to see what the you know. I'm scouting better attack paths. That's blasphemy. Uh, anyway, it's I was going to a flight point. I'm at least I'm playing a Draenei, a female Draenei, mind you, so that she's you know the, at least not disgusting to look at. And I'm going up the ramp there at the Exodar to the flight point or whatever, and I see this other Draenei female chick. I guess the major priest or hunter or whatever standing there and there's a four walking around her and then every now and then it kind of takes off and kind of floats through the air <laughs> and it lands and I zoom in and I look and it's like a mini Thor it's called a mini Thor or something and I'm like what the hell is this and I'm like hey where did you did you get that from the collector's edition of Starcraft 2 and they're, and you know typical you know talkative wow people yeah <laughs> I'm like I'm like, so it came, that's how you get it. It's the only way to get it is from the collector's edition. And they're like, yeah. Oh, like, well, nice pet. You know, TY. Like, thank you. Like, what? what? Thanks for being talkative. I'll be sure to mention you on my podcast where everybody knows what a taciturn little crap you are. For those of you who don't know, taciturn means quiet. <laughs> so they've actually got this thing in WoW, and it's a Thor. Like, so. Wow, anyway, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. You were talking about Thors? That's funny. Well, like I said, you can buy Thors, you can buy the um, a whole bunch of different units you can just buy to go through the map with you as you fight through. But as you go through, the units get that you're fighting against get harder and harder, so you have to make sure you upgrade. It took us two hours, over two hours, to do one this one map. Wow. There were four of us playing at a time. Wow. I mean, it, it's really addictive. they got other games in there. Some of the games that the people have created are pretty lame and boring, or some of them are broke and look potentially good, but are, are broke. I played one that was pretty lame. It's called uh, Hungry Hungry uh, Broadling, which uh, Broadling <laughs> is a new unit for, for Zerglings. Uh-huh. It's a, it's a evolution for the Zergling into a suicidal explosive acid creature that you can play in the game. A suicide but, bomber. Basically. Nice. <laughs> He's Taliban. I know. I knew the Zerg were wrong. Just knew it. <laughs> but uh, this was quite interesting. The story's a little, little fun and a little glitchy to play with. But you run through. Basically, you okay? As your current size, you can only eat these certain units, and you get bigger. You can eat these new units. And eventually, he gets so big he can eat any unit on the stage. You just run through eating the units. That's all you do through the entire game. 
But one of the neat things they've done with the map units and the custom units is that you can adjust the size of your actual uh, the actual monsters you're fighting against. So you could take a little Zergling and expand him a hundredfold, and you got a massive super Zergling bearing down on your little your little marine. Nice. <laughs> There, there are a couple of maps that are like that where you play, um, you're playing as a hero unit, you're trying to fight through the map, and all of a sudden you get massive Zerg- ultralist or massive Zergzilla, Zergzilla, yes. Tar- uh, bearing down on you, like ah. So that is funny. The, the custom games that people are making and the, what they're doing, they even have a custom RPG game for them, which is pretty neat. So. It's just really nice that the custom games and they're addictive. Some of these people are really good with their game and their storylines. How much you want to bet that that Blizzard doesn't snap them up in some way or or something? Oh, I mean, it, it's they're free to show out there on the, and play on the system. I know, but that's a, that's that's one way of 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 garnering new talent is you give somebody the tools to do something, and then you see who does the best, and then you you snatch them up. Yep. You snatch the people up, not their not their stuff. Although Blizzard does that too, so I don't know. Yep. Um, all right. Well, look, we're, we have gone on for forty six minutes on Starcraft. Starcraft. <laughs> people are absolutely going to hate us. All right. Um, well, what's what's upcoming? Let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Let's let's take a look at something else. The um, Matt, is there anything that that you can think of that's coming out for the the PC or the the PlayStation Three or whatever or Xbox that um, has caught your eye recently? That tickles uh-huh. your fancy. I've been looking at uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, oh. All right. Well, wait. Let me get mine out of the way, and then you and Brandon can have your little love fest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, what was it? You, Matt, you played Final Fantasy eleven. Uh, yeah. Back in the day, and I had I used your mule. You had a little Taru Taru mule. Taru Taru's were the little tiny gnome looking guys. Yes. And I would take him out, and I would go fish, and that was the only thing that I would do is I would go fish, and so. You'd come home, and you'd find little fish on your tartar, <laughs> and that <Yeah>. was me. <laughs> um, I, I want to talk about two things that caught my eye, or a couple of things that caught my eye. One, um, they were already talking about Batman Arkham City, which last year they had um, Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, they had Kevin Conroy doing the voice of Batman, Mark Hamill doing the voice of the Joker. Um, the, some of the writer guys from the original Batman uh not the original Batman animated series, the Batman animated series from the 90s that was so good and won so many awards. Those were the guys they used to to make that video game. It was a huge hit. I never did finish it for some reason. I don't know why. I should go back and do that. They're coming out with another one called Batman Arkham City, where this time instead of the island, the asylum, you're getting a whole chunk of the city to play with. Again, they're bringing back the same guys. Uh, there's a huge, huge expose... In that magazine that, if you were to read it, would be an informer of games. Um, <laughs> not that we're pimping anybody, because they don't need our help, really. So they had that in there. They had another superhero game, uh, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Yeah, let's talk about that one. Which is slated to come out September 7th. The premise behind this one, and I please, God, I'm hoping that this one is actually good. I haven't read comic books in a long time, because as you get older, you buy more expensive toys. But I did read a lot of Spider-Man when I was a kid. He was my favorite superhero. Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions. Something happens and some relic in a museum or something is smashed. It's scattered across a bunch of different dimensions. Hence, Shattered Dimensions. 
And in order to put it back together, Spider-Man has to put it back together. But in order to do that, he ends up, his alternate reality selves have to do it. So you've got Spider-Man in the Venom suit, you've got Ultimate Spider-Man, you've got the, um, I think it's Noir Spider-Man. You've got Spider-Man from 2099. And this was what caught my eye, because when all that 2099 crap came out, I was, I read it. And I, you know, it didn't disgust me. I enjoyed it. It wasn't, you know, fantastic, but it wasn't bad either. So that Spider-Man, you know, with the, uh, the suit that he wears from the Day of the Dead, you know, with the, the red spider and he's in it. And I think a couple, the Amazing Spider-Man's in it. That's the old, the original red and blue suit. And if they do this game well, it's gonna rock. And if they do it poorly, then they'll just be yet another crappy superhero game. So I'm looking forward to that. And then my last one that I want to talk about is slated for February 2011, and it's called Dark Spore. Ooh. And the reason this caught my eye was that it is done by the same guys who did Spore. And Spore was, it was kind of amazing when it came out, but then it was kind of a letdown. Because the game, um, it drags in places, and the end game for Spore is like very, very draggy. Yes. Um, More people having fun with the creature creator than actually playing the game. They did. Oh, yeah. They absolutely did. And what happened with the whole, the the Spore thing, there was all this hype. People were very excited, and they got into playing the game, and they played the game through, like, a couple of times, and then it was just like, eh. And there wasn't any kind of stay in power. They're taking the idea of Spore and the creature creator and they're putting it together, I, from what I understood of the article, they're putting it together with a Left for Dead model. Ooh. And I think it's for the PC. And so what happens is, is that you create a dude, and you and there's different kinds of dudes. There's like um, cybernetic dudes, and then there's elemental dudes, and there's time dudes, and there's like plant biological type dudes. So there's different guys with different powers. And so you, you, you make one. And then you jump into a game, I guess, online with three other people, and you fight these Dark Spore. And, which reminds me of Dark Spawn from Dragon Age, but anyway, totally different. So you fight them in a Left for Dead kind of, uh, uh, I guess, MOBA, the multiplayer online battle arena. So you do the whole Left for Dead thing, and you earn DNA points. And then, so between missions, you can power up your dude and change your dude. And they've put in a cosmetic thing. So, I mean, say you want giant spikes coming out of the butt of your armored insect monkey robot. And (laughs) you don't have the DNA points to put giant spikes coming out of the butt of your giant insect monkey robot. (laughs) You can drop them into a special thing for cosmetic only. And so while you can't shoot those giant spikes out of the butt of your giant insect robot, I can't even monkey, I can't even keep up with that anymore, you can still have the look. Even if you, they don't do anything, you can still have the look. So that's, that's kind of got me excited. I'm, I'm, I want to see, like, like do it right this time, guys. Come on. Yeah. So I, I want to see that. So that's what's coming up um, in the world that is not StarCraft Two and Final Fantasy Fourteen. So I'm gonna let you guys take it away now. Well, right before we get that, since you're just talking about superheroes with Spider-Man, uh huh. For those who are interested, on the seventeenth of this month, which oh look, is in two days, is the next expansion to City of Heroes. Oh, okay. Is that going rogue? 
That is going rogue. Is Sarah Palin in it? I gotta say, I have not seen Sarah Palin, which is kind of a good thing. Oh, okay. Well, do any of the superheroes in the game now have notes written on their hands? I don't know. It looks like a screenshot of the guy's looking at his hand trying to read. <laughs> okay, so, alright, any, anything else about that expansion that you wanna? No, it's actually, it's made it so I would like to see about maybe looking back and getting into that game. I got really bored with the, when City of Heroes and City of Villains just came out. Right. It became too repetitive, repetitive for me. Right. But they've done a lot of work to the game since then. Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of new powers, new things you can do, new areas you can go to. You're not always going to into a building to go fight the guys over and over and over. So maybe it's maybe they've done a little bit good. I might have to take a look and see about getting into that one and getting that back up and going again. DC, when is DC Online coming out? I have no idea. DC Universe or some, I don't know. Anyway, that one looked, I saw some uh, footage of that and it looked really, really cool. Footage or screenshots or something, but anyway, it looked really cool. Um, the special oh. effects were amazing. All right. Well, let's talk about the more important game. Okay. Yes, it's Final Fantasy XIV. Final Fantasy XIV. So, for those of you who don't know, there are two release dates. The one I'm getting, which is September 22nd, is the collector's edition. The second one is September 30th for the regular edition. There's about $20 difference in price, so I, I really don't see too much there except, you know, extra eight days of gameplay, a couple of extra in-game items that you get to play with. So it's we're talking a, we're talking a, an eighty dollar price point and a sixty dollar price point and the, the eighty dollars gets you in eight days early. Yes. Okay. Oh, but just eight, so people know, man, I hear there's a recession on. Well, it's, some, it's people are it, getting you know very careful with their their entertainment dollars. Yeah, there's seventy five. It's seventy five for the early release. It comes with a couple of few nice little features. This manual, uh, extra in game item. Uh, behind-the-scenes stuff, some of the stuff that I like to look at, which is why I want it. Right, well, you're a big um, CE guy. You like collector's editions. Well, that, and I, I, especially Final Fantasy. I don't know about Matt, but I've been a fan of Final Fantasy VII, or Final Fantasy since it originally came out. Yeah. From from number one. You weren't even so, born when number one came out. Number one came out in, like, 1956. <laughs> <laughs> they played it on an old IBM punch card computer that was as big as your house. <laughs> That's funny. But <laughs> I'm sorry. I, oh, I like I like the behind the scenes stuff. I like to see how they created it. I like the concept art, the all the notes they have in the game. I, I like reading that stuff, especially about this game. And that's what my degree is in is in game simulation development. So I like reading this stuff. It's interesting to me. So to me it's worth it. Okay. But let's well, talk about I, the game. Yeah, we're the actual internals. We are what? so running out of time, so but you guys need to like. What I don't understand is why did they even come up with a whole new game for the same thing as Final Fantasy XI? Honestly, I, I agree. I mean, I they, mean they, they, why didn't you, they just upgrade? I, it's the same exact races as in Final Fantasy XI. It's no, the, they renamed them. Yes, oh, yeah. to make it even more pointless. Yes. Why not just upgrade <laughs> the original game? Upgrade the engine. I, I just don't get it. Because I, I can honestly tell you that working with programmers, you know, on a, on a day to day basis and stuff like that is that every, one of the tenets that they work with is that every piece of code that you write is a potential problem in the future. Yep. Um, that's one of their, 
their Bible things. Programmers left to their own devices will never give you anything extra than what it is you need to satisfy your basic need. And this is in the business world, not necessarily the video game world. But the reason why they do that is because every extra line of code that you write could become a problem. Uh, it could conflict with another line of code somewhere else down the line. And this is why sometimes it's hard to, to you know, we'll just upgrade the whole thing. Millions okay. and millions and millions of lines of code, and they would just scream. Well, that they, they've tried bringing people back to the original 11 with their expansions, but the market just isn't there. They're not getting the people back that they once had. People were so disappointed with 11 and its game quality. And content that they just they just said no. Well, no, but the mechanic that where they really ate it on the mechanic was that you had to play in a group. Like they yes. didn't yeah. make it easy for people to solo. And what I find um, that Blizzard did right with WoW um, was that you spend the first ten levels, maybe even twenty. It's so easy to spend those levels by yourself. And it lets you learn, as opposed to having some 13-year-old Ash Jack, you know, your stats are wrong, and this, you suck, you know, I'm going to kick you from my group. Like, you don't, you know, your first six levels, you're definitely alone. Yep. A- after that, you still tend to kind of be alone, because you're, you were, that was the way you were brought up the first six levels, and it allows you time to learn who you are early in the game. You know, correct. They didn't do that. You got to a certain level in Final Fantasy XI, and it was just like, bam, stop. Yep, that, that's part of what got me because I like to play it solo. Yes, I like playing with my friends and all, but I thought you were going to say I like playing with myself. No, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to keep it clean, but we know where your mind is. <laughs> they tried to adjust that problem in eleven by. You know, beefing up the uh, the Beastmaster class and adding in the uh, the NPC, um, the the NPC earring and a couple of other things, but it just didn't work. Nope. Now, Matt, you played Final Fantasy XI for a long time. Yeah, and, and you, you had level capped characters and end game and all of that, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just. Is they tried to add so many expansions, but there were just so many things wrong with that game. The you couldn't solo. I mean, I'm, the soloing was just the biggest thing for me. It took so much to to try to get a new class started or something. I mean, I like that they they incorporated that in one character that you could switch between the classes without yes. having to make a new character. That's one of the things I did like. Um, but you couldn't do it by yourself. I mean, nope. you got the you got the like, you know, level ten, level fourteen. Hey, welcome to the dunes. Now go get a party. Yeah, yeah. That that was where it was. Uh, I got disappointed with the game as well. Well, are they are they trying to address that now, we, Matt? Before you got on, um, Brandon and I took a minute and went to the Final Fantasy fourteen website. If you don't have a good graphics card, people. And a computer that can process some junk. Don't even go to that website. Just get somebody to take screenshots. Every freaking page loads and plays music and video and this and that. I think there are even some pictures of like your mom on there. And it's all done in Silverlight. This is a very hopped up website. 
Yeah, it's it's actually really well done, but it's graphics intensive. Like I was saying earlier in the in the in the podcast, I was talking about how I work with Silverlight. It will warm up your graphics card pretty well. Yeah, it's but the site does look very good. But you're right, Matt. It does look exactly like Final Fantasy XI, just yeah. with a big fat uh, graphics upgrade. Yeah, yeah, that's new, exactly what I thought. Yeah, yeah new most engine. Of, most of the screenshots I've seen is still people bunched up in a party sitting around a crab. <laughs> if you Poor go life. to their website and you click on the character classes. In in the center of the screen, it gives you like you know the gladiator, and off to the right, it has this other little menu and it rolls and this that and the other, and it shows the party, and they're not bunched up around the crab; they're kind of scattered out, but they're fighting a crab. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Now, I am I am hoping they did something really neat here. We were just talking about the character classes, the gladiator. Right. So you got five different disciplines. You got disciples of war, magic. The land and the hand. So war, that's your pugilist, your gladiator, marauder, archer, lancer. You know, your basic melee fighters. You got your magic users. I was a disciple of the hand until I got to college. (laughs) (laughs) That was horrible. Yes, it was. Can't believe you said that. You have to watch your stamina gauge on that, though. Uh, You do. You do. (laughs) You have a stamina gauge? Yes. I, I do. I, I, it was a lot larger when I was a younger man. But the stamina gauge, I mean. We're, okay, we're just going to stop that right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I was going to say, besides the cycle of magic, I mean, everyone figured that out. It's your conjurer, and then you have your dark mages. But what really looks neat is that you've got the cycle of land, which is your miner, a botanist, and a fisher. Woo! I'm going to go fish me a giant dragon with a fishing pole. Okay. Or I'm a botanist. I'm going to go throw plant, uh, potted plants at you. <laughs> Well, do do we know if if you can are, are those secondary classes or can you actually like be that all the time? These, from what I'm looking at so far, it looks like these are going to be permanent primary classes, as well as your carpenter, blacksmith, armor, gu- uh, goldsmith, leather, weaver, alchemy, culinary. How are you going to go fight something? How are you going to go fight a dragon? I'm a weaver. No, I'm that's a, a those are crafting classes. Those I, are crafting I know, skills, though, aren't they? But but how they have them? How they're showing it here? So until I actually get to see the game, it looks like these are primary skills. Like, your miner, he's going to go out someone with a pickaxe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I really don't know. I just, I... How are you going to fight a dragon and you're a botanist? You're going to, you got a hoe? You're going to attack him with a hoe? Like... Those are, no, those are gathering classes, apparently. They they are, but I mean, are they putting them in as? How come they're not listed as secondary skills, or or are they doing it? Where here's here's an idea, are, and I have absolutely no very little experience with Final Fantasy. But you were talking about the multi-classing, how you could multi-class on one guy. Yeah. How you could go from like being you know a, a red mage to a fighter to a whatever. Yeah. What if they're What if that's the way that they're going with all of this stuff now? Is that... I I, th- I think it might be because in the in the Final Fantasy Eleven you can only get up to a certain skill level in one like crafting skill or whatever uh, until your other skills started going down. Like if you wanted to take one skill up to a hundred, you couldn't have every other crafting skill at a hundred as well. That's kind um, of crazy because you were spending so much time on that crafting skill that. You know, it, well, it's kind of realistic. I mean, 
it, you possibly could, but you're you're never going to be as good at all all of the crafting classes at one time, you know. Right. But well, what if I, they I, what if they give you you know what if they say that you know you can have one gathering and you can have one crafting, like you do in WoW, but instead of those being secondary skills, I mean, say they're classes that you have to level up or whatever somehow. uh, Yeah, and this is just total conjecture, but what if you say, like, uh, you played a red mage, right, Matt? That's a yeah, some kind of battle magic user, whatever. So let's say that you've got something like that, so you get on your chocobo and you ride out to where you're going to chop down a tree and you're in your your battle mage class. You hop down off your chocobo, you switch classes on the fly, kind of like you do in WoW with your talent builds. Switch classes on the fly. You turn into a, a carpenter or uh, not a whatever, and you chop down a tree or ten trees or whatever, and you get your big pile of wood. You turn back into your 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 adventuring class. Go back to town. Go to the workshop. Turn into your crafting class, which then I guess would be the carpenter, and you build. I I, I don't know a Scott Pilgrim lunchbox. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I, could that possibly be a way that they're going? Or, it, well, if they keep it like they did Final Fantasy XI, they would make you go back to your Mog House to change classes. So you, you're not riding around as your, your adventuring class and you run across some stuff like, oh, let me switch to my gathering class on the but fly. Blizzard, you know, but Blizzard you have, did, they did it with those talents. Yeah, but. It, trust me. Even Square Enix, I'm sure, is paying attention to Blizzard now. I mean, Square Enix doesn't have a whole lot of a, a strong track record of paying attention to anybody but themselves. But uh, you'd be stupid to ignore anything that Blizzard does at this point. Yeah, this. I, I don't. I, like it, it's conjecture. But Brandon, you were saying. Yeah, I hope they do follow at least a little bit what Square did because but that actually it's or, or Blizzard did because that's working. The yeah. switching on the fly. Because well, I play, a, a, on my server, I play a, a troll shaman, and my primary role is a healer. But I can't level when I'm doing that unless I'm with everybody else. And so when they introduced the dual spec, I jumped right on it. Because I'm like, you know, I can go out and I can take care of my stuff. I can kill monsters. Am I going to be as good as somebody who does elemental all the time? No. But am I going to be good enough to kill a monster? Yeah. You know, instead of just, you know, healing myself through a 20 minute fight. So, I, I don't know. I think, I think people like that. And I think that if Square Enix used something like that, that people might like it in Final Fantasy too. So. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I, I liked playing, originally playing as a monk. I got to get up close and personal and just punch the living crap out of something. Mm-hmm. That was fun. So, I'm I mean, on, I would. I'm wondering if they're still going to go with the, uh, the, the dual class too, where you have, you know, your secondary class could be half of your uh, your primary class. You know, you how you had like the uh, warrior yeah. monks and. Yep. Yeah, and I don't you know. Got, you got the mixture of powers between the two. Yeah. Well, I, for next month's podcast, what is this? August. Yep. Well, we might not know. It might not be out for next month's podcast, but for the one after that, we're definitely going to know because so one of us is going to get it. <laughs> yep. So, uh, you know, one of us is going to get it. I, I don't know if Trisha's interested in it or not, but she might be as well. One of us is going to get it, and we're going to play. So. Maybe you can, you can be dual-class Fisher culinarian. <laughs> Today we're going to do a salmon flambe bisque. <laughs> I, I don't know. 
I'm just picking <laughs> random culinary words. All right, guys, like we're we are totally out of time. Um, so we've got some big stuff coming up. Final Fantasy 14. Brandon, you want to give us the dates for that again? Again, uh, September 22nd for the collector, September 30th for the re- regular. Okay, and then um, Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions is coming out in, on 7 September. That's when it's scheduled uh, to come out. Hawks, Tom Clancy's Hawks 2 got delayed to 7 September again, although I hate Tom Clancy games because I bought uh, End War, which totally sucked. Um, so I'll never buy another Tom Clancy game again. Um September is a big, big, big month, so next month's podcast is going to be huge. There's lots of games to talk about. I don't know if we're going to have a chance to, to look at them all, but we're going to try. And I that's it. Does anybody else have anything else they want to add before we wrap this bad boy up? No, just uh, go home as your fishing blacksmith and go beat your, beat your mullet. Okay. Um, beat your mullet. Is Billy Ray Cyrus anywhere nearby? Anyway. Um, thanks everybody for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to contact us at h2mmo.blog at gmail.com, um, or leave a comment on any of our blog posts, and we will get right back to you, um, as long as you're not a Canadian pharmacy or somebody doing replica handbags. Um, we want to thank the Blind Monkeys for supplying the music that you hear at the beginning and end of this podcast. You can find out more about them at www.blindmonkeys.com. Monkeys is spelled M-O-N-K-E-E-Z. There's a link to them right from our main page uh, at h2mmo.com. So if you're in the St. Petersburg area, check out their website to see where they're playing next. They'd be happy to see you. That's it. I've got nothing else. I think we're done, guys. Thanks. Um, I'm going to go hunt. I'm going to find Brett. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go find him. Um, he better have a really good excuse for Shh, not being here. I'm hunting wet. And and her name better be Cheryl or Cindy or something. I don't know. Anyways. It was, it was Daphne. That's it. Say goodbye, guys. Goodbye. Or, or Dave. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Goodbye, guys. We're out of here. Walking down on Friday night All the ladies look so bright Me and the boys look for fight Till Sandra's woman caught my side It's hot, late, not feeling weak I need one with a mean streak We're out, out, I'm feeling strong This dream might have won't take long We're talking dirty All this blowing up She likes to hear Head on down and do drop in We're just here to look for sale Play my card, taste is high She likes game, give it a try It's hot, late, not feeling weak And I got that one with me each dream Yeah.